I was wrong about Malik Willis. I'm going to explain why on today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. Let's get it. You are Locked on Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Also, want to thank you guys for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round on all apps, always for free. Make sure you get subscribed, stay subscribed to the Locked on Titans podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. We're going to talk about some roster dark horses today who look like they are going to make the Tennessee Titans roster. So we're going to dive into those guys who have kind of pulled off an upset here and look like they should make the team where, if you're listening to this on Tuesday morning, we're a week away. From NFL Cut Down Day, it's August 29th, Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So a lot of cuts are going to happen just a week from today. And uh, some of these guys look like they are going to survive them despite the odds being against them at the start of training camp. So I'm going to get into all of that. Before I really get into all of that, though, I want to say my apologies to everybody for the audio issues on yesterday's show. I was really excited to use the visual aid, talk about the 53-man roster, and quite honestly, the second segment and the third segment from yesterday, you could barely understand them at all. There was a software issue with the, the, the website that I used to upload everything. The audio didn't come through co- correctly when I was having the visual aid up on the screen. Uh, I just wanted to take a moment here, take 30 seconds before I kicked off today and just apologize to you guys. Put a lot of pressure on myself to make sure that all those little technical aspects are done correctly. And that one just didn't come out the way I wanted. So my apologies there. But today's conversations will allow us to kind of rehash some of that that maybe you didn't hear that I went through. So I'm going to start by just admitting my faults here. A lot of people, especially on Twitter, follow me at Tic Tac Titans, like to say I don't admit when I'm wrong. But reality is I certainly do. And I was wrong about Malik Willis. Now, we've been talking about who's going to be quarterback two, who's going to get the backup job, who's going to be the quarterback of the future, and we're having all those conversations. And the reality is, I wrote off Malik Willis being an option for this team the moment that Will Levis was drafted. Based on what happened with Josh Dobbs at the end of the year, based on the Titans trading up to draft a new rookie quarterback, the change in general manager, in my mind, all of that evidence logically pointed to the fact that the Titans just weren't interested in Malik Willis anymore. And while I think that Malik Willis has a long way to go, just watch the film back from Saturday's game again. Um, Definitely a long way to go for Malik Willis to be a starting NFL quarterback that you could seriously look at as someone who can take your team to the playoffs, win the division, all that different stuff. There's a long way to go for Malik Willis there. But the reality is he has improved enough to where him and Levis is a conversation still. We're still having those debates. And the fact that we're here right now is not where I expected us to be when Will Levis was drafted in April. So in reality, I was wrong 
about Malik Willis because I called him a dark horse to make the roster when we did our positional previews. I named a bunch of dark horses at every single position to make the roster. And Malik Willis was my dark horse, dark horse for quarterback. And that probably wasn't the right take. And now Malik Willis is the backup quarterback. Whether he keeps that still remains to be seen. But to me, it's a it's a shut door case here that Malik Willis is going to make the roster. And since we're doing dark horses who are going to make the roster, I wanted to take the opportunity to admit that I was wrong back when I did that positional preview for the quarterbacks. And Malik Willis does look like he is going to make this team. Now, if there's a stunning change of events and Malik doesn't make the team, I think it would catch us all off guard. But I feel comfortable right now admitting that that I got that wrong and I, I didn't give Malik the the just do that he deserved to make improvements to put himself in this position. So uh, to have a conversation about roster dark horses, there's two times in a row where I, I am saying my apologies to the audience for that. So good for Malik Willis there continuing to battle it out. I do want to take a moment here and talk about Julius Chestnut though because Julius Chestnut was a dark horse to make the roster. I know he made the roster last year when the Titans had injuries and were kind of trying to fill things out. But I think when you were coming into camp, you saw Tajay Spears get drafted. You saw Derrick Henry, of course, at the top of the depth chart. Hassan Haskins, Jonathan Ward. Honestly, if you would have asked me a couple of weeks ago before Ward got hurt in that preseason game, I would not have had Julius Chestnut making this team. I would have had Jonathan Ward making this team. Now, not only do I think that Julius Chestnut will be running back four, I think he'll be running back three. I think he's ahead of Hassan Haskins in terms of not only of depth chart, because look, this is a nuanced discussion about the value of special teams. I know a lot of you guys see Hassan Haskins running the ball with zero wiggle, looking like he's got combat boots on on the desert. I, I get it. He is not a running back. He is not a running back in terms of the value he's going to provide to the team. But I will continue to say Hassan Haskins was an ace on special teams. Last year, he was second on the team in special teams tackles with 13. And the value that Hassan Haskins represents as a special teams only player, just his special teams contributions, that has more value to Mike Vrabel than anybody realizes. Okay? Because everyone's going to be in the comments saying, oh, special teams doesn't matter, all that. Mike Vrabel does not think that way. Mike Vrabel, every opportunity he gets to talk about these young players, he mentions what can they do on special teams? What value can they do on special teams? So the fact that you have a guy like Hassan Haskins who can go in there on third down and pass protect at running back if he needs to, but also is like your best special teams player, can kick return, can be on coverage units, on kickoff and punt, that has tremendous value. So to me, I still would have said Haskins is the third most important running back just purely on that special team stuff. But now with what we've seen from Chestnut, not only on offense, but on special teams, where he's improved and he's looking to make an impact. I, I think that Julius Chestnut is the third most important running back on this team. And I think at this point in time, where we stand right now, Chestnut is a lock to make this roster, in my opinion, behind Derrick Henry and Tajay Spears. After that, is Ward going to get back healthy to be an option? Haskins' legal situation, he's banged up right now too. What's going to happen there? I don't know. But I called Julius Chestnut a dark horse back when we talked about running backs during the summer. And it looks like he's going to make this roster. So shout out to Julius Chestnut. And again, shout out to Malik Willis as well. Both guys who uh, maybe I uh, didn't see them as, as roster locks, but a week away from cut down day, I certainly do. But with that being said, do want to move forward. We got to talk about Caleb Murphy, baby. I think that's the hottest name surrounding the Titans in the preseason. 
right now. Everybody is excited about Caleb Murphy. And again, talked about him a little bit yesterday, but I don't think that anybody got that uh, in the way that I wanted him to. So we are going to continue forward here and, and talk about Caleb Murphy and everything that he's been able to do so far. Before we get into that, though, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. And I just, before we even start on anything, I've used the Game Time app, went to a, my first Cincinnati Reds game of the year using the Game Time app. Super, super easy to use. Felt like I was getting a good price. I had a good idea of where the seats are. They give you a really good vantage point of like where your seats are going to be. So you have a realistic idea of what your view is, which I think is super important to me when I'm picking out tickets and where I want to sit and all of that. So uh, I personally really loved using the Game Time app and I kind of went at the last second too. I was trying to get tickets right at the last moment for that day's game and I was able to find something fast. It was super easy, but it's not just sports. I talk about sports. I mean, they have comedy, they have music, they have theater shows near you with killer deals on last-minute tickets. Uh, they're going to give you their, their best price guaranteed every time. You don't got to stress over the tickets, whether you're getting your best money, you know, bang for your buck, all of that different stuff. You don't got to worry about that with the Game Time app. Again, it was super easy for me to use when I was buying tickets. And I plan to use it going forward when I need to buy any tickets as well. So snag tickets without stress using the Game Time app. Just download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Locked On NFL. You're going to get twenty dollars off your first purchase, which money off of tickets. That's a really good deal. Terms do apply. Again, create an account, redeem code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Titans fans, let's continue today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. We're looking at some dark horse roster options that look like they are going to make the team or at least have given themselves a great chance to make the team. As a reminder, I'm talking about guys who when we did our positional preview during the summer, I went through every single position, offense and defense, talked about all of the guys that the Titans currently had on the roster, talked about who was a lock to make the team talked about who was on the bubble, and they talked about some dark horse options, and some of those guys look like they will make the team. Just talked about Malik Willis and Julius Chestnut. Now I want to talk about Caleb Murphy, who came in as an undrafted free agent rookie out of a D2 program, and in my opinion, has to be on this team. The Titans cannot afford to let Caleb Murphy go, and there is a reason why Mike Vrabel may not be as willing to keep Caleb Murphy as maybe I am, but I think they need to look past that and make sure that they keep him on the roster. Before we get into that conversation, though, I do want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round on all apps, always for free. Make sure you get subscribed, stay subscribed to the Locked On Titans podcast. It's your team every day. Shout out to my everydayers out there tuning in Monday through Friday. Couldn't do it without you guys. Got some great stuff lined up for you going through the rest of the week. The Titans have practice on Tuesday. They'll probably have practice on Wednesday as well. Then they have a game on Friday. I'm going to be here to break down everything with you guys, what happened at practice the next few days, a preview of the last preseason game of the year. Then 
over the weekend. I'll be back with you guys to go over all of the latest and cut down day is a week from today when my podcast people are listening to this. So a lot of news coming that we're going to have to break down with the regular season right around the corner. So just make sure you stay locked in to the Locked on Titans podcast. But Caleb Murphy has to be edge four, in my opinion. Get out of here with Sam Okwe Thomas Rush, I think they should keep on the practice squad and keep developing him. But listen, to me, like I just brought up in the last segment, special teams is so important to Mike Rabel. And Caleb Murphy may not be as good on special teams as Sam Okwe or as Thomas Rush might be, or as keeping another linebacker instead of him. You know, stuff like that. To me... At some point, and this is a, a gripe I guess I have with, with Mike Vrabel sometimes. At some point, Mike Vrabel is so worried about versatility that you don't get a player who's actually good enough to just play one spot. Like, Mike Vrabel would rather have a guy who's a, a B offensive tackle and a B guard who could play both because versatility than somebody who's an A tackle and a D guard. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, I'd rather have that guy who's average at both rather than have a guy who's really good at one thing and not that great at the other. And that's how I feel Mike Vrabel approaches some of the depth positions sometimes. Like, for example, Mike Vrabel could say, hey, Caleb Murphy is a way better pass rusher than Sam Okwe-Anonu. But I trust Sam Okwe-Anonu more in special teams, so we're going to keep him instead. The Titans cannot afford to make that decision with Caleb Murphy. I thought they did that last year with David and Inny. Look, this team has Harold Landry coming off an ACL. He looks good, but he's coming off an injury. They have Arden Key, who looks good as well, but he's a free agent signing who's been a backup during the best parts of his career. They have Rashad Weaver, and Weaver looks like a a depth player, but he hasn't really taken those steps to look like a starting level player or a guy that can consistently win with pass rush moves and get to the quarterback nonstop. He's more of an effort rusher. So... You cannot afford to have all of these guys at the back end of every position who are just special teams guys. You got to have one guy who you can develop into a man who might be an A pass rusher. I don't care if he's a D at special teams. Having a depth guy who is an A pass rusher is important too. So I just don't want Mike Vrabel to be so hell-bent on versatility and special teams value and all that that he loses out on a guy who could develop into a really, really good pass rusher, which is still important. Right? You know, don't put the cart before the horse here worrying about who's going to be, you know, L4 on kickoff coverage when you have a guy who could turn into a really good pass rusher who could be the third best pass rusher on your team, even ahead of Rashad Weaver. So, Kayla Murphy was a dark horse because he's an undrafted free agent, D2 program, all of that. But he's made a way and he's been incredibly impressive with three sacks in the preseason. You just got to give him his just due. Speaking of just do, I want to talk about Justin Murray. The conversation has begun. Should Justin Murray get reps at right tackle as the starter? He has been incredibly impressive. He played at guard against the Bears. He played at right tackle against the Vikings. And in both cases, he didn't give up a pressure. He mauled people in the run game as well. Either way, the reason that I'm talking about Justin Murray right here in the Dark Horse episode is because... Justin Murray was added to the team, what, two weeks ago? Two and a half weeks ago? A couple weeks into training camp? And he has been one of the most impressive offensive linemen of the preseason. 
A lot of the time when some of these guys are added, I throw out the term camp body because a lot of the time when you add guys like that, you're just looking for somebody to take reps so that you don't have to wear down your other guys. Well, Justin Murray may have been signed as a camp body, but he is going to turn into a roster body very soon because he's performed and he deserves it. So shout out to Justin Murray, a dark horse with how late he got added in the process compared to some other guys. He has totally taken advantage of it and been one of the Titans' best offensive linemen, the best reserve offensive linemen, in my opinion, in both the preseason games. Um, Outside of him, we got to talk about the wide receivers. We got to talk about the defensive backs. And I want to have a conversation about the interior defensive linemen as well to kind of build on what we were talking about yesterday. So we're going to dive into all of that. Before we do, though, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a draft, scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you with players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. With draft prep underway for the upcoming season, let's see who Vinny has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Looking for a player to take in fantasy football drafts who will spark his new team's offense and also help speed you to victory? Then use a luxury pick on Bears wide receiver DJ Moore, and Titans fans saw what DJ Moore could do in week one of the preseason. Again, it didn't take long for the former Panther to go from zero to 60 after his big trade. We saw that in the first preseason game. He's going to have a great role with Justin Fields as his new go-to guy. Moore was fine in Carolina, but he's going to perform even better while dominating targets from the young QB in Chicago. Vinny Iyer from Locked On Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit because it's the same with your vehicle. With eBay guaranteed fit and 122 million parts right at your fingertips, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Air filters, brakes, batteries, taillights, alternators, shocks, struts, you name it. eBay Motors has it. And they'll make sure it's the right fit for your car because eBay's guaranteed fit helps you understand exactly what part you need for your vehicle the first time. Go forth, switch gears, crank the AC because now you'll know that you'll always be set up for success from the get-go with eBay guaranteed fit. Everything your vehicle needs is just a click away. For the parts and accessories that fit your vehicle, just look for the green check mark. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions. Titans fans, let's cap off today's edition of the Locked on Titans podcast. We're looking at some of the dark horses to make the Titans roster that may very well just do that and make this team. Started with my apology to Malik Willis, not giving him the credit that he was due to make this roster. Talked about Julius Chestnut, talked about Caleb Murphy, and talked about uh, Justin Murray as well. Guys who have asked, who have surprised. But now I want to get into the wide receivers, the defensive backs, and the interior defensive line to cap things off. 
Before I do, thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, Monday through Friday, Tennessee Titans content all year round, always for free. Make sure that you get subscribed, stay subscribed. It's your team every day. But we're going to start with these wide receivers. And I made a little bit of a controversial call yesterday, and I think it was uh, during when the audio was actually working properly yesterday. But I have decided that I don't think the Titans are going to keep any of these young wide receivers. I don't. I think it's going to be Hopkins, Burks, Moore, Phillips, NWI. If Phillips is hurt, like actually hurt bad after that punt return, I think Kinsey gets his spot because he can do all the stuff that Phillips does. But as for Treshawn Harrison, Reggie Roberson, Karis Jackson, or uh, Kiaris, Kiaris Jackson, I should say. Out of those guys, I just don't think any of them are going to make it. Look, Reggie Roberson may have been good with the speed, but I don't see him as a guy who can contribute enough on special teams, nor do I think he's the level of blocker that Mike Vrabel wants. Now, he did deliver a really good block against the Vikings, and I'm going to clip that out and send that out here sometime this week at Tic Tac Titans on Twitter, but um, I just don't think it's a th- it's there enough. And uh, Treshawn Harrison, same thing. Now, Kiaris Jackson, because of his ability to play on coverage units on special teams and return kicks and block and play in the slot, like, I think that he had a shot to make it. But Kiaris Jackson just got hurt on Saturday night, and it looked like a non-contact injury on that punt return, and that's scary, you know? Obviously, we got best-case scenario with Traylon Burke, so maybe it, it, it isn't as bad as it looked, but it didn't look great. And if Kiaris Jackson is hurt, I just don't think any of these young wide receivers stand out in a way where they can make the roster. Because remember, remember, the conversation isn't just about, hey, which of these wide receivers is best to take the roster spot? The conversation is, would you rather have wide receiver six or offensive line nine? Would you have wide receiver six or tight end four? Would you have wide receiver six or linebacker six? And to me, in all of those questions, I'd rather have tight end four. I'd rather have Ola, I'd rather have Thomas Odukoye than any of these wide receivers. I would rather have a Jordan Roos over any of these receivers. I would rather have Luke Gifford or Ben Neiman over any of these receivers. And I think the reality is, with all of them bunched up, Kinsey, McMath, Jackson, uh, Roberson, Harrison, Gavin Holmes, on and on, Colton Dow. Just grab a couple of these guys and put them on the practice squad. And I don't think there's that big of a difference. So to me, it's not that I don't want any of these receivers. Is that I would rather use those spots at other positions that are more valuable. So, and you can always call up one or two of these guys that you're able to keep around on the practice squad when injuries inevitably hit. So... That's that's my piece about wide receiver. I know it's a bit of a hot take, but only five wide receivers for me, as I talked about yesterday. Um, at defensive back, I'll continue to say it. Eric Garra is the guy for me. Garrar, I, I don't know. The, the preseason announcers for every game that the Titans have had, the Bears, and then the Vikings have been so awful, and they've been pronouncing these names in weird ways that don't match the pronunciation guide that I saw from the team. And now I'm just like, do they know? Do I not know? I don't know. And heck, I mean, Alvin Kamara one time said, Kamara, Kamara, you can call him anything. So do they care? I don't know. Who could ever know? But either way, 
Ant, uh, Armani Marsh has been impressive in the slot. Uh, Anthony Kendall was incredibly impressive on special teams on Saturday. But to me, Gara is the guy. He can play in the slot. He's physical. He can be on coverage units. He can return kicks. He can return punts. I, I think he's going to play that early down nickel role for the Titans if he plays. And you need someone who's incredibly physical there and willing to stick their nose in there against the run. And I just think Gar does all of that. He's played with great physicality, even at his size. He can add special teams value. He can play in the slot. And think about it. The other cornerbacks, Christian Fulton, Sean Murphy Bunting, Trey Avery. I mean, you have those guys. And outside of that, what, Trey Avery? Roger McCreary is a slot guy. So the other four guys are outside guys. You know, or three guys with Avery and Murphy Bonting and Fulton. And then McCreary is in the slot. So you need somebody who is a direct backup for the slot. And I don't know if you can count on Elijah Molden to do that with all they're asking him to do at safety. He's been moved to safety. So to me, you need a backup slot cornerback, and that should be Eric Gar, in my opinion. Um, the last thing I want to mention here is the interior defensive line. I just think it's crazy that two guys who were added last week are probably going to end up making this roster. Michael Dwumfor, Kyle Pecco. Also, the Titans, after cutting A.J. Moore, have added Trevon Colley, another defensive lineman. So in one week, the Titans have added three new defensive linemen, and they only moved Shaquille Brown to IR out of the defensive line. So the Titans are just stocking up on defensive linemen, and I'm curious to know why. You know, how are you going to get them all reps at this point? But the truth is, they're only doing that if it's because they don't like what they're getting from TK McClendon, Tyler Shelvin, Jaleel Johnson. You know what I mean? So, those guys need to uh, watch their back. But I think Kyle Pecco and Michael Dwumfor were both dark horses to make the team since they were added last week. But I think both of them are going to make the team. We'll see what Trevon Colley does now. Because clearly the Titans wanted even more. So, Curious to see if there are any cuts. Um, let's see here. Oh, 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 oh. We might have some breaking Tennessee Titans news, maybe. Um, seeing here, Kyle Phillips has an MCL uh, injury, which is not good. Um, which we just talked about a second ago. That. Um, if Kyle Phillips doesn't make it, I think you give the spot to Mason Kinsey. If Kyle Phillips is hurt and out, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I would add Mason Kinsey, personally, uh, in his spot. But, wow. Yep, Kyle Phillips, MCL injury. Dude just can't stay healthy. Unfortunately, some people's bodies are just not built for NFL football, even if they have the talent, you know? And I don't think that's any kind of knock on Phillips. I mean, there's nothing he can do if his body won't stay healthy. I truly do believe that Phillips has tried to stay as healthy as possible and put on the weight and all that, but all right. That is some news. Anyways, I'll be back with you guys tomorrow. The Titans are going to have practice. I'll be here to break it down, but that's going to do it for me. Um, wow, the Kyle Phillips news. Breaking. Shout out to uh, Paul Kaharski, who I'm seeing breaking that news right now. Interesting what the Titans do with that uh, roster move-wise. If they put Phillips on IR, he's done for the season, so... I doubt they do that, but that's going to do it for me today, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.